Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Monday, February 27th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Paul's still in uh, Goodyear, Arizona, where he watched the first two Guardians spring training games this weekend. The guards uh, still looking for their first win after falling to the Reds and to the Texas Rangers on Sunday. Uh, Paul, what was it like to, to actually see uh, real-life baseball uh, being played right in front of you again uh, this season, this year? Yeah, it was good, Joe. It's always good to get the game started. And, uh, you know, the, the Sunday's weather was great. Uh, you know, 71. I mean, uh, Monday, uh, Saturday's weather was great. So, uh, Sunday was cold and windy. Uh, but uh, it was good to see baseball again. And uh, there's, uh, you know, the pitch clock, Joe, just, you know, the first observation, the pitch clock is definitely changing this game. It's uh, It's going to be interesting to watch how this evolves. Yeah, it was uh, just watching the, the first two games on TV and, and seeing what was uh, what was transpiring there. And, and it was it was all consuming. It was what everybody was talking about. It was all anybody could could deal with. Uh, you know, do you think we'll get to a point at some point early on in the season where it, it won't be a, a thought anymore? It'll just be routine. Yeah, I think it will. It, it has in the minors. I think eventually it will in the big leagues, but right now it's, it's, it's a pretty big change. Uh, Quantrill, Cal Quantrill started the first game on Saturday and said, uh, you know, he wasn't looking at the pitch clock, but he was going faster than the pitch clock. He was rushing, you know, kind of had a shaky start. Uh, it really, you know, wasn't taking his time. And uh, Plesak, uh, you know, started Sunday and said he used the clock, you know, he was kind of quick pitching and, you know, and and waiting, you know, kind of waiting the uh, the hitter out in in other occasions. But he still got he got knocked around too. He gave up a three run co- a homer to uh, Corey Snyder at Texas, and you know, in a thirteen to four loss. And they, uh, you know, and the Guardians lost the first game on Saturday, four to three. I bet you the Rangers wish they had prime Corey Snyder. It was Corey Seager. Come on, boys. Corey Seager. Oh, my it's God. all right. That's all right. We're good. You got it's it. Corey like Snyder. Corey Seager. That's, uh, well, it wasn't Corey Snyder a shortstop, too? I, I believe. Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, came so. up with a shortstop. There yeah. you go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny when you say that about Plesak using the pitch clock or, or saying that he was – 
he was like trying a little gamesmanship with with sort of that thing. I, I mean, now's the time to experiment with it. Obviously, in spring training, you know, the the pitchers figuring out what they can do and how they can sort of bait hitters in in, in one one direction or another. I, I wonder if that's something that you know the 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 good veterans are going to be able to to work into their arsenal is. You know, not not only do you have to deal with their their just you know, their filthy breaking stuff, but you also have to worry about you know how they're going to work you over with the pitch clock uh, as 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 sort of a an, an extra weapon they could use. Yeah, definitely, Joe. I mean, Terry Francona was talking about it uh, uh, earlier uh, last week. Uh, he would he had been talking to uh, you know some AAA people, uh, you know. And uh, they had said that the, the one thing you, the hitters have to watch out for is like a quick pitch. You know, they, they have to be in the box uh, at eight seconds. And, uh, you know, sometimes before those eight seconds expire, if the pitcher is ready, he's going to throw, you know, and, and he's going to pitch. And, you know, the, the hitter might still be getting ready, you know, during that eight second period. So, you know, it's kind of a game of cat and mouse. And I think you will see, you know, pitchers take advantage of that yeah i i can definitely see once the once the veterans get used to it and get comfortable and reach that comfort level i can see them uh you know working guys over and and you know more than one batter is going to walk out of that box going you know you know what the heck just happened uh but uh but the guardians did have a couple of guys uh go up against it uh, i know we saw james karinchak have a pitch violation a pitch uh, timer violation uh, also Xavion curry uh, Karen checks was kind of unique though. It was, uh, it was, he was asking for a new ball and that doesn't reset the pitch clock. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, after the game, Francona was talking about, you know, they, that they were under the wrong impression. I think they might've thought that, or Karen check at least thought that when, if you call for a new ball early enough, you know, the pitch clock started over again, but that wasn't the case. The clock keeps running and he just ran out of time. Uh, you know, Francona was talking about, uh, he was, you know, talking to the umpires, you know, before the first two games. And one of them uh, pulled out this uh, booklet. It's like, I, I guess it's like 20, 25 pages long of the new rules and the new pitch clock rules. And, uh, and, and Francona goes, you know, I've got a problem with uh, your interpretation on page 17. You know, so he was just uh, busting his chops, but, you know, it's really a lot to take in. And I think, you know, for the umpires, for the players, for the managers and coaches, and there's uh, some representatives uh, from MLB in Goodyear today to uh, talk to uh, Francona, the front office and the coaching staff. Uh, to uh, go over, uh, you know, the minute uh, details of these rule changes. And Frank Conner had a lot of questions, I can tell you that. Well, uh, I, I believe it was Adam Hamari was the umpire who he was uh, who was interacting with. He said he had talked to him and, and made that uh, made that joke about page 17. Uh, but then later on, he said he had a question and uh, it was like right in the middle of a pitch clock. And the umpire was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got you it, like in the middle of the play. The umpire was telling him, "Hey, I, I understand you have questions about this. Let me call this play, and then we'll 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 get back to it." So, uh, yeah, you know that both sides are still working through things. It's it's pretty obvious. Uh, and and with the the Major League Baseball officials uh, coming into camp today to go over things, one of the things Tito said he was going to to be asking about there. He said there's like five or six uh, you know guys who have maybe hitches in their delivery or 
you know, funky windups or, or, or different, you know, quirks or mannerisms uh, that they want to make sure that they get clarification on some of these guys so they can coach them up. Uh, Karen Chak being one of them. Uh, there are other guys uh, out, you know, out there that, you know, either do a toe tap or do a start and stop of some sort. And they want to make sure that they're in line with, with the way that the balk rules are being called uh, a little more strictly now. Yeah, uh, Quantrill is another guy like that. And, uh, you know, because I guess uh, the umpires are going to be on the lookout for box. Uh, they're going to be calling more box, I guess, once, uh, you know, they get deeper into spring training and, and the regular in preparation for the regular season. So that's something else to watch. So there's there's a lot of changes going on in the game right now. Uh, where are we on uh, injuries in terms of who's who's playing, who's who's back, who's healthy? Uh, I know uh, you uh, you mentioned Mike Zanino uh, getting his first start on Saturday and coming through that pretty good. Yeah, Zanino uh, first start since he underwent the uh, you know the TOC surgery on his uh, left shoulder, uh, left arm uh, back in July. Uh, caught three innings. He's scheduled to uh, catch three innings today uh, in Mesa uh, when they play the Cubs. Uh, so he's doing well. Uh, Juan Brito, who got sent home last week with, uh, uh, you know, he was he was ill. He was in the lineup yesterday, or he played yesterday. And I think he played in the first two games. So he's doing all right. Uh, no, haven't seen Miles Straw in the lineup yet, but he uh, he's moving around pretty well. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, Cody Morris was thrown between 75 and 90 feet and doing well with that uh, strained lat. Uh, still haven't seen Aniel De Los Santos uh, yet, uh, but we did get Oscar Gonzalez. I believe did Oscar Gonzalez play yesterday. Yes, Gonzalez uh, played started in right field. He had had a rib, uh, some rib soreness, and and he was fine. Uh, De Los Santos coming back off of that hamstring uh, uh, strain. Uh, it you know they they say he's throwing, but. Uh, you know, hasn't been in a game action yet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he threw a couple. Yeah, three. He threw at least one bullpen session. Uh, things went well, so I would expect to see him sometime, and you know, probably later this week. I would think. Uh, the one guy that uh, that sort of picked up right where he left off from the 2022 season, uh, the leadoff man Stephen Kwan, uh, two base hits up the middle in his his first two at bats uh, of the the spring on Saturday. Uh, just how nice is it to see that, you know, uh, things really haven't changed with Quan? Yeah, it looked like, uh, you know, just an extension of last season. Second pitch of uh, the spring training, he lines it up the middle. You know, Gabriel Arias follows with a single to right. Quan goes to third. How many times did we see that last year? And then uh, Josh Naylor singles to left. I mean, then Quan uh, scores on a wild pitch. Josh Naylor singles to uh, left. You know, uh, Arias stops at uh, third, so it you know it was kind of they were they were off and running right now. And as soon as uh, you know the the Cactus League started, uh, it didn't end up well. They lost four to three in a walk off home run, but you know that was encouraging to see. And then uh, yesterday, uh, another uh, you know outing that I guess you're looking for Zach Plesac to come out and sort of uh, you know, correct whatever was wrong uh, last year and. And sort of step up and 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 grab one of those those last two rotation spots, but uh, right now he's he's continuing to struggle. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, he was, he one and two third innings, six hits, five runs, no walks, three strikeouts, uh, he gives up the home run to a uh, Seager and that, you know, ended his outing. You know, Frank Kona was, uh, you know, he, he, he was pretty noncommittal about, uh, Lisak's performance. He said, it's still February. We're not even into March yet. You know, he looked like he was throwing the ball well, that, uh, you know, he was, he was, you know, he was healthy. He was, the ball was coming out of his hand. <laughs> you know, the famous uh, cliche, uh, well, and, uh, you know, he just, uh, he just got hit and, uh, but he wasn't, I don't think uh, that was going to decide whether, uh, you know, Plesak is the fourth or fifth starter this season. I think, you know, and Plesak, you know, said, uh, you know, he, he felt good, too, that uh, he liked uh, the way he was throwing. And uh, we'll see how that goes, Joe. Well, you know, he's got to get a little deeper into the spring training before they really make a decision here. Right. Yeah. Everybody jumping to uh, the conclusion of, uh, well, he's pitching his way right out of the rotation. Uh, I, I think uh, it, it is a bit early to to say that. I and not to say that Tito's got his uh, his mind made up on on what the rotation is right now after the first two games of spring training, but uh, you know he's he's certainly got a a lot you know further to go to to sort of uh, pitch his way out of favor, uh, having you know built up the credit that he has since 2019 being a, a part of this rotation. Uh, as far as Bieber goes, uh, I mean, this is a, a chance for him uh, to get out on the mound and, and, you know, get a few innings in and 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 just sort of feel good about himself uh, out there in Mesa this afternoon. Yeah, Bieber's first start of the Cactus League season. Uh, you know, if it goes like uh, Quantrill and Plesak start go, you know, I'd, I would think he'll be kind of, you know, concerned about the pitch clock. And it seems like that's the focus of all these guys. You know, uh, like we said before, Quantrill was rushing. Plesak was kind of manipulating the pitch clock. It'll be interesting to see how Bieber does. But, you know, he's looked good in uh, live BP and his bullpens. So, uh, you know, he's coming off a fine season. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, first time out, and I'm sure he's excited. And uh, and I'm sure uh, Francona won't be reading too much into the results. Right. Uh, also, the spring debut yesterday for Jose Ramirez. What was it like uh, to see Jose out there uh, swinging the bat again and uh, playing in the field as well? Yeah, it was good to see Jose uh, in, in the lineup. You know, he's coming off that thumb surgery. Uh, he didn't play the first game, obviously. And uh, Joe, when you walked into the locker room yesterday morning, there was a there was an upbeat in, uh, in the the vibe was really, really good in the in the locker room. And I would think that's because, you know, Ramirez was was in the lineup. He was chirping from the corner of the locker room, you know, and uh, so it, it was fun to see him back in there. He didn't, you know, I think he even went all for two. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was good to see him swinging the bat. And, uh, you know, Francona assured everyone that he's healthy. Uh, first impressions of Josh Bell, who also made his debut yesterday uh, in, in the Guardians lineup for the first time and playing over at first base. Yeah, you know, not too, you know, too over another, you know, over, uh, you know, looked looked decent at first base, um, you know, but uh, just you know another another veteran guy, getting their us uh, getting their hacks in early and uh, you know getting you know ready to get deeper into the spring training. Uh, on in Saturday's game, uh, you got to see uh, probably for the first time Tim Heron. 
a uh, guy that a lot of the uh, there's a lot of buzz about him in, in camp and uh, big lanky left-hander uh, really good stuff what uh, what were your impressions of Tim Heron uh, as you as you see and what do you think his chances are of making his debut sometime this season yeah, Tim Heron looked great, uh, Joe. Uh, you know, three up, three down, strikeout, you know, scoreless third inning against the Reds. And then when he was leaving the field, uh, uh, Will Myers, uh, the, the Reds veteran outfielder, told him, you got a, a super nasty slider, kid. And uh, so Heron, you know, definitely a guy to watch this spring. Uh, what, 101 strikeouts in about 60 innings last year in the minors. Um, just, uh, you know, six, five left-hander that, you know, throws, throws, you know, throws hard and has a great slider. So yeah, that's a, that's somebody to watch, right? He might be, you know, he could have a chance sometime, uh, this, this season to, to be up here. Um, he, uh, you know, they've got a kind of an open spot in the bullpen, so it's going to be interesting to see how they fill it. Yeah, I, I I doubt that he would make it out of make the uh, the opening day roster, but you know maybe like Tito is is you know a guy he, he really likes to do. He likes to take the young guys like that, put them down in in AAA, let them get heated up in the first month or so, and then and then bring them up. Uh, I think uh, Heron might be a candidate to come in uh, when there's an opportunity to to have an arm in the bullpen. Uh, he might might be able to to come up and make his debut at some point this year. Uh, yeah, for sure, Joe. Definitely. Uh, what do you think? And any other prospects really stand out? I, I know uh, Angel Martinez, Michael Prees, homered yesterday. Uh, David Fry, I know, was a guy who hit a home run on uh, in Saturday's game. Uh, just and it, these are these are sort of the the opportunities for these guys to get out there and, and get their get the coaches' eyes on them and, and make an impression so that when you know, the time comes during the season and, and there's an option for them to come up, uh, they, they, they know what they're getting. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and spring training, I mean, it, you know, guys like Angel Martinez and Michael Prius, David Fry, Roman Quinn, they all, they homered, they've all hit home runs in the first two games and you're all kind of bubble guys. I mean, Martinez is on the 40 man, but uh, Priest, Fry and, and Quinn are spring training invitees. They want to open some eyes quick and to hit the ball out. When you're going to hit the ball out of the park, that does a pretty good job. But Martinez has looked good. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, they've swung the bat well. Uh, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, uh, Richie Palacios. You know, we saw him last year, but he's got a couple. Of, you know, he had two hits yesterday. So, you know, those those guys, the guys that are coming in in the middle of the game and the late late in the game, you know, trying to make an impression, you know, they, they're, you know, they, they're doing what they, they should be doing. Yeah, those those 75s and those uh, 86s, those uh, the, the high numbers, you see those guys in the game later on, the the kids with the uh, the two ear flaps, those are, are always, <laughs> a, you know, you're not going to get uh, your your vintage Jose Ramirez or Ahmed Rosario during these games. They'll be they'll be in there for a couple of innings and then uh, maybe two, maybe three at bats and then they're out. But uh, when the kids get out there, it just takes me back to the years that you know Francisco Lindor was was up and playing in this spot. You know those those kinds of things. Uh, it, it's just fun to watch him. Uh, Rocchio, I know, uh, started a game and. Boy, he looks a lot bigger. I, he looks a lot bigger than I remember him uh, the last couple of years. It looks like he's uh, definitely hit the weight room. Yeah, he's a little wider. 
You know, he he, he reminds me of Omar Vizquel. He's kind of that kind of body type. Uh, you know, so you know, he had a hit yesterday. You know, it looks smooth in the out in the infield. Another young guy uh, who had a good game yesterday was Jose Tania. You know, he had two hits, scored a run. So you know, and uh, so just uh, we're starting to see all those uh, middle infielders that we that we've read about and and talked about, Joe. And they're now they've worked their way up to uh, you know big league camp and spring training, and they're making the most of the opportunity. So all Venezuelan infielders look like Omar Vizquel to you? Is that it? It's, it's Brian Rocchio's from Venezuela. <laughs> I guess he, he just, he's from Venezuela. He has to look like Omar. Okay. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of has that. He's, he looks like that a little wrestler. You know, he's got that <laughs> big shoulders. Yeah. He's, he's kind of he's fun to watch. All right. All right, Hoinsey. Uh, one more game for you out there in uh, Arizona. And then uh, then you're back in town after that. Uh We'll look forward to, to getting the report on Monday's game, and we will uh, talk to you later on this week. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. 